0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes. And to support this show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. I did have a specific agenda or specific things that I wanted to tackle today. But we did get some breaking news, some new news coming out today, finally from Valve. It is not Half-Life 3, but they are releasing a somewhat of a Nintendo Switch competitor. It is called the, the Valve Steam Deck. I'm hope I'm I hope I'm getting that correct, but it's called the Valve Steam Deck, and it's basically a portable PC. Um, so obviously, I'll, I'll start off with, you know what, I'll, I'll leave the specs for later, but the idea is, it's basically kind of very similar to Nintendo Switch in terms of the look. It obviously is a little bit bulkier. Um, I, should, I don't even know if I should describe it properly. I'm sure you can just go on Google and, and just switch this up. But basically, what they've done, a really cool thing is they've added trackpads on both the left and right side, alongside, of course, the joysticks and everything like that, basically to kind of help emulate that feeling that you have a mouse on one one side of the of the of the controller which is really cool so basically it is kind of obviously it will let you play all your games on steam i'm not 100% sure if that is actually true because it is in a sense a pc in the palm of your hand so you should be able to play basically every steam game i don't know if it's like a curated list or something like that from valve i i doubt they would do that but the idea is if you have any games on steam You can play it there. On top of that, like I mentioned, it is basically like a PC in your hands, right? So you are able to actually connect it to your monitor, wherever you want, to your mouse and keyboard, and actually go on Google Chrome, um, open up games like that as well. I think it's Linux-based, but from what I saw, it looked very similar to Windows either way, even if it's Linux-based. But of course, it's easy to navigate, stuff like that, and you are able to go on and, you know, even download software, basically imagine that it is a PC that you can connect to your monitor and then just take it on the go. It, it All they need is a dock. And I think they might be working on a dock. I feel like I read that somewhere as well. But basically all they need is a dock and it's essentially the Valve Switch or whatever, right? It's a really good idea. PC gaming is becoming more and more popular. Steam sales are amazing. Buying games on PC is much cheaper in most countries and most places right so it just i just like this idea in terms of specs it is based on what i read the gpu power is basically like a ps4 or an xbox one now i know that's like for, for some people that might be like okay what the hell we have a ps5 we have a, a, a series x and a series s the good thing is that it has a cpu which is more of the ps5 or series x slash s level cpu so it is a new amd cpu Uh, The GPU in terms of teraflops is like around 2, so it's it's like around, you know, Xbox One or PS4, which is not bad, like I said, which is not bad. The key thing is that that GPU is meant for portability, and when you look at it in terms of portability, the the, the portable system itself is 720p, so I should have also said that the, the resolution of the screen, I think it goes up to 1080p or maybe less than that, I could be wrong about that, but it's basically designed to play these games at 720p. So that's kind of the idea. So if you think about it, 720p with that sort of level of GPU and the CPU, because a lot of people forget that GPU is very important for resolution. So if you want to push it to like 1440p, 4K, but at lower levels, at lower resolutions, like 720p, like 1080p, CPU is very, very key. So I don't know what the refresh rate is. I'm assuming it'll be like 60 uh, 60 hertz. But the idea is that you should be able to get 60 frames per second with most newer games like 2020 2021 games even 2022 and 2023 I'm I'm sure it's because like I said it's, it's on a 720p screen so I like I do like that in Canada it is priced at 4.99 Canadian dollars I'm assuming that's 3.99 USD that's for the base level which comes with I th- I forgot what the space was but it was not a lot but then obviously it goes up kind of like the iPhone in terms of space but they don't increase just the space they also improve the type of <laughs> story they have. So if you buy the base one, you just have like a regular hard drive-ish thing or whatever. If you buy the second more expensive, one, which is I think like around like $700 or $600, I forgot what it was in Canada. But obviously you get like, I think 512 gigabytes um, or around there maybe. And it's like an NVMe. And then if you buy the most expensive one, it's like NVMe Plus. I don't even know if it's that, but it says that it's faster than the second tier one. So it's it's interesting that way, like how they priced it i'm really interested in this it does look really cool like i have a lot of games on my steam that you know so many times i want to play it but i just don't like sitting in front of my pc sometimes sometimes i just want to be on the couch and i was thinking that i'm like you know this is such a if if they allow because it is like i said it is a pc and they did mention that you know you can go on google chrome stuff like that if this allows me to basically download or i don't know how it'll work but if i can just download like my epic game store uh download xbox game pass like download all these like various different stores onto my, onto that valve like the Steam Deck, that will be amazing. Just imagine that all those games, all those games that were kind of tied to your PC, tethered like just stuck there. You can replay play those games on the go. And I know that a lot of these games like are available on the Switch, but then the Switch like look, we we didn't get a Switch Pro, right? But Gabe Newell he came through, Valve brought us a Switch Pro. This is what we wanted. This is literally. I think what we were hoping for and with that base model, that's what I was thinking would be the price of the Switch Pro. And instead, the Switch OLED, which, which is still the same Switch as the 2017 one, is literally $50 cheaper in Canada. $50 cheaper than this. This is like a proper like a gaming system slash computer. And that is $50 more expensive than a Switch OLED, which is, which has the insides of a 2017 console alongside an OLED screen. And that's it. Like, it just... I don't know. I think that's just baffled me. I know, like, obviously, Switch and Nintendo has, like, their games. But, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Valve is just, like... Valve knew. And I, I'm, I'm just so annoyed that Sony did not think to kind of jump on this market because since the Switch came out, the handheld market has just been so hot. Everyone wants the handheld. Everyone likes Nintendo Switch. Like, and Valve jumped on it. Valve realized. Valve saw what was happening and made something and jumped on it. I just wish... Sony made a PS Vita 2 or PSP 2, whatever they want to call it, but just some handheld, and it would have been amazing. But it's fine. I think they just want to focus on PC gaming and and, and HBO TV shows and and PS5s and stuff like that. But I do wish I do wish to try that. It, it looks great. Like I'm, I'm pretty interested. I do want to try it out. I'll see when it comes around December. So I want to see for the re- i want to wait for the review. It's not a, it's not a system that I want to pre order. Same as like the Switch OLED, whatever. I'm not gonna pre order these. I'm gonna wait until they're out. And once they're out and in people's hands, and and they kind of talk about the performance stuff like that, that's kind of when I might be like, all right, you know what, I might I might get this. So next, we'll quickly talk about Netflix getting into game streaming. So apparently, Netflix just—I'm gonna actually bring this up. Netflix just announced the acquisition, not acquisition. They just hired. I don't know. I don't know why I said acquisition, but they just hired an EA executive. Um, this was a person that was working on I'm just trying to like find that person's name. But this was basically uh this is so it's Mike Verdu and he was a former Facebook and electronic arts executive. Um so he was kind of worked on I don't know I don't think he worked on any big games. I think he was mainly on the mobile space. I believe he also worked at Zynga games. So they kind of brought him on to kind of help with you know the gaming side of things and it does seem like Netflix is pushing gaming a little bit on their end. And there was like the weird rumors that there was apparently something that they saw related to Ghost of Tsushima and, and Sony. And it, it was like something something called Shark. That was like the rumor, the prototype name, whatever you might, you might want to call it. And I, I was thinking in my brain, I was like, look, Sony knows that Microsoft have them beat in terms of money. Sony knows that Microsoft has Azure and has all this infrastructure. What if, right? What if Sony went to the biggest movie and, film and TV streaming service in the entire world and said, let's let's combine our forces and come up with a game streaming platform. And like and all their games like over time would come to that system. I'm sure they won't release a day in date, but that would be amazing. I was thinking about that. Obviously I feel like I'm hyping myself a little bit too much for this. But like I think that would be pretty cool. I I still stick by what I said for like I don't know how long, even now, because I've tried xCloud at this point and I have not very good things to say about it, but basically it is not, it is still not feasible. I still don't think game streaming is where it is, especially for someone, even someone like myself who has gigabit internet, right? It is not great. Google Stadia, on the other hand, did work really great on my computer. So I have no idea what Google Stadia is doing or what what Google is doing. I mean, it is Google, but like in general, this game streaming is not where it should be maybe in the next couple of years. But I can see why everyone is kind of, just kind of building the roots, right? They're just kind of, just kind of getting the ball rolling right now. Just get all the stuff started. So when it is two, three, four years down the line, when maybe they're getting prepped for PS5 Pro or the new consoles coming out, that's kind of when we start getting getting this like huge push towards streaming and saying, you know what, you can buy the PS5 Pro, you can buy the PS6, or you just go on the game streaming thing, which is working amazingly and everything is like, you know, input is perfect and 4K, HDR, Dolby version, 5.1, DTS, all that stuff. Everything is in there, right? And I think that will be really, really cool, really, really interesting. So I'm quite, I'm interested in it, but I'm still very because I'm still so much, I'm still not into this whole streaming thing fully. I'm interested to see what Netflix can do with the properties because I think the biggest one right now has to be Stranger Things, which I can kind of see converted to a game. And they have kind of made a game out of it-ish. Like it's like this 2D beat-em-up kind of a game. Uh, But I wonder what properties can they use or will it just be original ideas? Will it just be like, you know what? We have a whole game development team. Just come up with ideas. Do your thing. You know, don't focus on Netflix properties. Just do your own thing. And that could be pretty cool too. So I'm, I'm interesting interest to see what happens here. But this is not something that, you know, I, I, I don't don't think think of this as like, okay, you know what? Game streaming is here. No, this is just people kind of building the trenches and getting in the right corner right now. And then, you know, there'll be a time where it'll be Google Stadia versus Xcloud versus um Sony and, and Netflix, maybe, and maybe and even Nintendo, because I know Nintendo streams a certain a few games like Control and like Resident Evil 7, stuff like that, and Hitman 3. On their switch, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the next five years? So, next thing I want to quickly talk about is why we need more games like Chicory. So, this is a really cool game. I kept reading about this. It got really great reviews and stuff like that. And I kept read, like hearing about it in in podcasts and stuff like that as well. Basically, it's a very, it's a very uh, it's a very cheap game as well. I think it was like fifteen or twenty dollars. Um, and it's a really nice looking game. It has amazing music. It had it's, uh, it has music made or composed by the composer that worked on not not towerfall was it well, celeste uh celeste like yeah so and like if you if you like celeste if you like that music it's just amazing it was such it's just such great music and so that you already kind of get a bit of, a bit of that in this basically it is it's like a top down uh zelda like adventure game i guess with puzzles um and the idea is that basically you're a you're a i think you're a dog yeah you're a dog that basically picks up, I I feel like I don't even want to, no, you know what, I can, I can kind of talk a little bit about it. It's not, it's not spoilers, don't worry, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but basically in this land, there's this person called Chicory, who, it's like, it's like all like fantastical land, and all everyone's like some sort of an animal and stuff like that, and everyone's named after a type of food. So basically there's like this animal called Chicory, uh, not animal, but like the this like paintbrush wielder called Chicory. The idea is that this paint, this wielder of pain, the paintbrush like Painted the entire land, kind of made everything colorful, everyone's happy, all joyous, until everything just randomly becomes super black and white randomly, right? And then basically we try to figure out what happens, and we're just like a person that's just cleaning the house at that point. Like we're like we don't I, like they don't really explain what, what we were before, but we're just kind of clean the house where Chicory lived, and then all of a sudden we kinda of pick out the paintbrush and we kind of become the new wheeler, right? And that's kinda of like where I'll leave the the story. And there's like really cool puzzles, like really innovative puzzles that I didn't think would even be a thing or like I'd even, I did even, I myself could not imagine. but it was really cool. The music is really good. Um, I love the, I love the, the, the dialogue that there's no trees or anything like that, but just a dialogue between characters and the types of characters and the types of quests you have to do. It was just like a very relaxed, fun and interesting game, you know, and it's a game that you automatically feel engaged. And I really, really enjoy that. I, like i just like this game because it's it's not a super long game from what i've read you know it's in that budget price range as well and it's got so much charm and and just like kind of te- and it just kind of shows you what games can be kind of like how i talked about it takes to and what that was able to do and i feel like it's games like that it games like it's games like it takes to games like chicory like these are the these are the games that i i want more in my life you know i don't want to be kind of talking about why gosushima directors card is priced uh so high for whatever reason you know why is this dlc that much like i j- I, I just i like i love games like the last of us part 2 i love the, g- the game like Ghost of Tsushima, final fantasy all the, all these big budget games but sometimes like those games are also limited by by the tech and also just limited by like you know the developers minds and what they are trying to to show us and also us as fans right in terms of what we want to consume When a lot of us especially on the especially people who like like sony games everyone just expects like a third person action rpg action adventure game all the time right but that limits you it's obviously doesn't mean that the creators don't want to like kind of try something new but if they see this is what's selling that's what they'll go for right what, what can they do right they're not going to make a first person version of spider-man which would be cool but they, they're not going to do that because they're like no they, they people need to see spider-man the, the third person is like the kind of the thing that works so i feel like it's games like chicory and it's, it's games like it takes two that just kind of are able to take these risks and show you what games can do and what, like, you know, these creators have in their mind. So I, I was just so happy that I picked picked up this game. Savstiff and I are really enjoying this game. So we will keep playing it. I I think we should be able to finish it this weekend or maybe next. We'll see. We'll see how it goes in terms of us kind of going through the game. But I'm really liking it, and I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Like it's like one of those games because I I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that, and and I read articles and everything like like that here and there. And a lot of times, like people recommend games or talk about games, like so in like in like the way they talk about it, It's like they love this game uh, in such an you know endearing and oh my god, this game is like the best game ever. And I kind of get sucked into that as well, and I'll start thinking that oh my god, I need to play this game. I need to try this game. And then when I do try it, I'm like. Yeah, you know what? This wasn't for me. <laughs> this was not my kind of game. So so many times I've I've become more and more wary about like okay, you know what? They like this game, but it doesn't mean that I'm gonna like this game. So you know we should, uh, I should like kind of take a uh, take a step back and just make sure I'm gonna actually gonna enjoy it before I drop some money on this. But like this was one of those where uh, I was already sold because of the music because I I kind of talked about this how the soundtrack of a game how how important that is for me. So, like, I was already kind of sold just because of that. But then the way it was described when I watched some videos and everything like that, I'm like, you know what? This looks very charming. I'm going to give it a shot. And it's like one of those times where everything kind of came through and I just love this game. So, if you haven't tried out Chicory, please try it out. It's extremely cheap and it's definitely worthwhile. The next thing I wanted to talk about, this is kind of like me venting, but also just kind of almost like a PSA, almost like just me... I don't even know, I, I don't even know. It's not like an educational corner because I, I, if, if I was better in this in, in this side of thing in terms of, you know, content creation, I feel like I could educate people more, but this is kind of where my venting kind of starts. Like I, I started streaming or streaming on Twitch, I think not last year, but the year before. So two, yeah, so like two years ago. So I started streaming on Twitch. Two years ago, I was, I was just streaming through my PlayStation at that time and I, over time, I got my PC and started streaming through that. So one thing I noticed when I first started streaming uh, on, on my on my PlayStation 4 directly to Twitch, uh, I would kind of get a good amount of views, like random people. So not people that I know myself who are checking out my stream, but just random people. And a lot of times I would hit like around that eight, nine, 10 people range, right? And sometimes I even hit 35, but then ov- obviously over time it kind of dips and it goes up. It depends on what I'm playing and that's understandable. When I moved to the when I moved to PC and started streaming through the PC platform, right through Streamlabs, um, OBS stuff like that, I noticed that me getting views became very very hard. For whatever reason, like it'll just be people that I know, and there will be occasionally a couple of viewers here and there. Now I know that obviously that's not the case for everyone, but like like I said, like that was kind of what I noticed. At the same time, I'm a person who has literally at this point when it comes to streaming tried everything. I've had a schedule. I've I've done a schedule where I've tried a different type of game every day. I've tried a schedule where I tried only one type of game every day. Uh, one type of game throughout the week, sorry. I've tried a schedule where I've gone out of my comfort zone and tried something that's kind of popular. Tried something that is in like the mid popularity, in the low popularity level. I've basically tried all kinds of things. I've tried streaming in the morning. I've tried streaming at night. I've tried, tried streaming at midnight. I've tried streaming on the weekends, morning, afternoon, midnight, everything like that. I've tried it all over, all over the place. I've literally tried everything. And more recently, it just got to a point where I was getting followers here and there. I was getting, I was kind of building it a little bit, but it was what I was reckon, what I was realizing was, and I, because I, I have streamed here and there, like I, I stream once a, once a week now or once every two weeks now, just because, because of this, because I'm just being completely honest. And I feel like anyone that wants to get into streaming should know about this. And it's just, I just realized that discoverability when it comes to new streamers is just non-existent. It is so much about luck. It is just like literally Twitch controls the fate of any new streamer. If Twitch, if that algorithm or whatever, like whatever, whatever inner workings it has decides that your, your stream or your channel will get for whatever reason come up in the, um, in, in the new streams or whatever, or like in just like one of those tabs, right? And one of those tabs that you, when you, when you see it, like when you first go to Twitch on that website and those tabs that you see, or those little like categories that you see, if your stream is there, you will get recognized. You will, you will get some sort of viewership from that and you'll get a lot of people coming in, maybe getting a bunch of followers. But the problem is that's so random. It is not based on the production value of your stream because I have a great camera, I have a, I have a great uh, microphone, I have like everything set up, I've done like all these colorful lights behind me, I've made sure my my camera, all that stuff, I have like enough lighting, I have like a little light in front of me when I stream as well to make sure there's enough lighting. Um, I have like cool layouts, like cool overlays and stuff on my stream. Like I've done like, you know, it's, it's, so it's not about production value and I've seen a lot, of, a lot of streams and stuff that are in like that, in the top area, we, we don't look like they have a lot of production value, right? So that's kind of what I was saying. So like that that stuff doesn't really matter. That stuff doesn't really matter to push you. So other thing would be like personality. And like, obviously, like, I don't know how I come across, right? That's like for you to decide, for everyone to kind of tell me. And like, based on the games I play, I obviously, like, I'll be really excited. I'll be really engaged. I do my research on the games, which is why, as you can see, like, I have a podcast as well because I love talking about games. So I usually like to know a lot about games. But again, like that also doesn't matter because like, it's not about, you know, you just kind of like knowing the games, you being good at, it, good at a game. Because again, you can be good at a game and never just never show up anywhere because I have a I have someone who I've seen on streams here and there. Like I've seen his, uh, his uh, Twitch account. I don't know if he, if he still streams or not. I should definitely check that out. But I believe they were doing um, speed runs of Breath of the Wild and they're like really good at it, right? But again, it's not they're not getting like a lot of views for it. I feel like I should talk about that channel, but I, I, I'll definitely bring it up some other time. But like, again, like, you know, like they're really good at this game and but that still doesn't matter. So it just comes down to like, OK, like, what do you do? What do you do as a content creator? And and it was the same thing that I've noticed with with YouTube. YouTube, honestly, it, it is more about SEO and just kind of working the, the search engine optimization, which is the thing that I haven't done very well uh, just because I want to just I, I do try to stay true to myself in terms of the video because I've made uh, videos where I, I took so long to like kind of edit all the way. And those got like a couple of views versus videos that I, where I literally do like what I'm doing my podcast, I just literally like take a clip of this, which I might do like later on and put it on top of some gameplay that I have and then, and then put it on YouTube. And those view, th- those videos sometimes will get 400, 500 views. Some got like over 1k views or whatever, right? Like it's, for me, it's really weird. Like it's, it's just, it's just so hard because there's no step-by-step guidance. I've read all the, so many articles. I read all these Reddit threads. All these forum threads about this is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. But the thing is, it's everyone's case is so different to the point that I'm like, yeah, like everyone's case is different because luck is so is luck is so heavily involved in this. There's so much luck involved in this, you know, to the point that like there is so many unique things. That doesn't mean that you should give up at it, right? You should still keep trying, which is what I keep doing, which is what I plan to keep doing with YouTube and streaming occasionally, and I obviously I continue doing my my podcast and everything like that. But like, it is so much about luck. And and, like, one thing I always keep hearing or reading is that you should just start doing it, right? Just start doing it. And like, that's really good. Like, that's good advice, right? Because it it, like, it does help, right? Because it does help you get get better. It helps you understand um, editing software. It helps you to understand what you need to do to improve your voice or your discussion, stuff like that, whatever it may be. But no one tells you that you might not get Views or the views that you want, or the, or the followers you want, for a very long time, and a, a big a big problem with this as well is when you see others, right? When you see other people who might just kind of shoot off from zero to a thousand or zero to a million, right? It's like the same as anyone any anything, right? And that obviously discourages it discourages you as well. So I like obviously like I'm not at that point. So like I'm like not someone that is in a position to give you advice. But I think like if you are thinking about this, you know, like like I'm just like you know my my experience because like I know a lot of people want to get into streaming and like everyone comes in same as me that I'm like I'm unique I'm different and this is why I'll be successful in this but like in all honesty sometimes it doesn't feel like that it doesn't mean that you are not unique because that's the thing that's what I want to get to at the end is that you are unique and you are special you are actually like really really you are amazing at what you do and what you love And I'm sure like you have the passion, just keep that passion. And even if you see those zero views, don't worry. Like, I just wish someone had told me about this because at the end of the day, I still enjoy doing this. Even though I don't get zero views, I do get frustrated when I put in work and it doesn't like, you know, doesn't get like any, any recognition, anything like that. But at the end of the day, this sort of stuff, this me doing this podcast me playing a game online with zero views me putting me, me editing on a, on a, on adobe premiere pro and putting it on youtube that stuff is something that like allows me to put some some creativity out there allows me to kind of express myself which is why i enjoy it like if you 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 just need to be passionate about this and just enjoy what you're doing if you put in a lot of effort into your video and you're editing day and night and in the end like you put it on YouTube and it gets no views, that's okay because at the end of the day, you put so much work in that and that is something that no one can take that away. The work and experience that you got from making that video, no one can take that away. So keep expressing yourself, keep doing this and just learn from what I did, like learn from what I learned after two years. It's okay to not get any viewers. It's okay to not get followers. It's okay to not get any subscribers. It's okay to not get anything from this. The main thing is just do it until when when you start noticing that you're not enjoying it, you don't have that same smile on your face. Maybe take, take a moment and say, you know what? I need to step back. I need to step back from this and maybe I need to like find other avenues to express my creativity. That's the two, what happened with me with streaming, which is what I did. I stepped back and I reduced it to maybe once every week or once every two weeks, but like, and that's, that's completely okay. I just, I really do wish that there was like some sort of a, not like a guide, but something for any new streamer, anyone coming out there wanting to learn and wanting to kind of get in this excited, ready to just kind of get a thousand views, get a thousand subscribers and stuff within a month. I just want to just say that you can definitely do that, but even if it doesn't happen, even if you get zero for like the entire month or the entire year. It needs to be something that you're still happy about. It needs to be something that you can make time for as well. So don't let it like don't let it like interrupt your your other part, right? Your other part of your life. If this is your main thing, that's perfect. If you have other thing going on, make sure it doesn't interrupt that in any way. But at the same time, just try to be happy. And of course, message me if you ever want to like talk about this or vent about this ever. You know anything like that? Because I I feel like we can definitely talk, and I can kind of talk about my experiences as well. But. I don't want to like leave it there. I feel like uh, I don't want to be a downer, but I, at the end of the day, be, you know, like if you're if you're new to streaming, if you're new to content creation, especially in the gaming space, just definitely try it out. But do not worry. Do not worry. It might be a year, it might be two years. It might be three, four, five, six, seven, eight, fifteen, twenty. 15, 20. Who knows how many years, but no one is no one can say when you might hit your stride, when you might hit that exponential growth curve or whatever. No one can say when that might happen, right? But like, if you keep pushing at it, if you keep doing it and keep getting better, it is bound to happen. That is something that I've learned in life with so many other things in parts of my life. It is bound to happen, but just keep doing it and just be okay. Be okay with being at zero. Sounds such a weird thing to say. Just be okay with zero. I think that's like kind of the main main takeaway. If you're okay at, if you're okay being at zero, you'll be amazing being at hundred. So just give it some time. And like, hopefully that helps a lot of you out there. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about the games that I have been playing, but we'll leave that for another time. But thank you so much everyone for joining please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram where I respond pretty quickly. I have my Twitter account, everything like that. I also have my Twitch. I kind of, was, I was talking about my Twitch channel. I stream there once a week or once every two weeks, depending on what I feel like playing, depending on what's going on in my life. So um, if you ever want to stream with me or play a game with me, stuff like that, let me know. And of course, if you want me to cover something uh, in a future episode, let me know about that as well. And I'll bring it up next time. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye.